thanks for listening again, guys, to another AgWatchers episode. We've had quite a few requests um, based on some of our live podcasts where we had a couple of Ukrainian ladies on speaking to us. We've had quite a few requests about their safety and we've managed to be able to get one of them on today to have a quick chat to us about how they're coming along and also what the situation is still in Ukraine. Um, it's Eleanor Nereba has come to join us. Thanks very much for having us, uh, for coming and speaking to us again in such difficult times. Um, first of all, just let us know, mate, how are you? Are you safe? Is everything good? Hi, hi guys. Yeah, I'm saying safe and um, much better than most of Ukrainians this day. What's it, what's it, Elena? It's really good. Like we we were really worried when we when we spoke, sort of probably 24th of February. It was the day of the invasion, and you were on your way to the the Polish border, and that you made it there all okay. How how long did it take in the end? Um. I woke up uh, half past five uh, in the morning uh, with the first uh, explosive in, in uh, next to Kiev. Uh, it uh, it was uh, a small uh, town next to Kiev, um, near the biggest Kiev airport, and I heard. Uh, as, as it's very early, it, it was very early, and uh, it was absolutely good. Uh, uh, without any noise. So I woke up uh, when I heard first exposure. And uh, basically I was expected, part of me was expecting, expecting for such situation because uh, when I heard uh, that Russia uh, recognized uh, those independent new republics and Putin's speech, um, Part of me uh, have been understood that something really uh, bad going uh, could could happen. So I woke up and uh, woke up my son. Uh, took ju- just a set of, of documents um, and keys from my car, and that's all. I woke up him with the words, "Please woke up." Uh, the the war is started. When we had you on on that live uh, podcast, the spaces, you were actually in the car at the time traveling. And and you'd said that the traffic was terrible. Um, How long did it take to, because I I remember you said. Yeah, I spent almost three hours to get out of Kiev. Kiev, it's uh, officially 4 million people's uh, city, but unofficially, including those who daily came from the nearest small uh, uh, cities uh, for, for work, uh, for offices, etc., uh, it includes uh, around 7 million people. Uh, basically, you need less than an hour to drive from one uh, Point to another across all the city. Uh, if it's not, uh, if the, there are no um, traffic jams, um, especially, for example, in five or five or six o'clock in the morning. Uh, but uh, those uh, at that moment, uh, I, at that mo- mo- morning, I spent three hours to get out of the city, and uh, I was uh, listening to the news. And when we uh, cross city border line and uh, the first small uh, cities which are uh, on the city border, um, it, it, uh, in, the, in, in some podcasts, I don't remember which one, but uh, 
uh, it was a, a jam, a, a traffic jam, uh, which longer than 80, 80, 80 kilometers to left a city. <clears throat> it's a line to left a city. And we, as we uh, were the first, one of the first people who, who were trying to, to left city, we uh, skip it. But mm. if, uh, after us, a huge uh, traffic jam uh, started and people spent nine uh, hours just to left a city. Yeah. Then um, uh, usually um, journey from Kiev to Lviv, it's uh, the biggest, one of the biggest cities on the Ukrainian-Poland border, took seven hours. Uh, but um, as it was lots of car and uh, each gasoline station uh, sell just uh, 20 liters per one car because uh, um, fuel was limited. Nobody mm -hmm. expects for such huge demand yep. at once. So they were trying to uh, split uh, same uh, for same uh, for, for all customers. Uh, each all volume that they have, so they sell just twenty liters, and each time you you have to to spell um, to spend uh, one one is with a half hour in a queue to to buy just twenty liters. Um, God bless, I have a very teeny car which which consume just small uh, <laughs> volume of uh, of uh, fuel. So I, uh, I I need I I have spent just uh, twice uh, for 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 an hour. So um, total trip from Kiev to Lviv um, took uh, twenty three hours. I was very in the end of the of the trip. Uh, I was very tired, so uh, on the uh, it was very uh, stressful, uh, stressful, and uh, really scary to, for example, to spend a night somewhere next to the road. So I stopped uh, on the big uh, station uh, and. Um, take a sleep for two hours and then uh, it was almost early, early morning. You know, this uh, early morning time where it, when you just fall asleep. So um, when I came next to border, it was a line a queue, 33 kilometers. And cars just staying in the queue and not, without nothing, without any movement. We spent 11 another hours and make just three kilometers from all that queue. And uh, there are any gasoline station or a grocery store or something like that. It's just a road uh, in a forest and that's all. And, and we all of cars stay in, in line. And uh, we should uh, uh, to, to spend a gasoline very um, carefully. Yep. So uh, we turn out, turn off uh, engineer uh, to, to, and to. It was, to, it was, it was yeah. temperature wise, yeah. it would be, be cold as well. Yeah, but it, yeah, it was minus four. Yeah. And I, uh, I should mention that I have a cabriolet car with a um, 
The soft top? No, not with soft roof. <laughs> so it gets colder immediately. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's not a regular ca common car for, for, for Ukrainian roads. Uh, but it's it's strange car for a strange girl. Okay. Uh, so I uh, after eleven another eleven hours without sleeping, without normally uh, uh, food, without everything, without any kind of comfort, and uh, just with a lot of Red Bull, I understood that uh, I, I I I'm too tired, mm. and it could be dangerous to drive in such. Um, um, in such um, I how to say yeah, in such condition yeah so um, I came back to Lviv left a car my car there and uh, going to uh, and went to railway station uh, because uh, it was already the second day of, of invading of the war and uh, Ukrainian railway started already to provide free services to uh, to uh, for for all the Ukrainian people to uh, all borders all western borders so i was waiting for those train for another 5 hours and then it was like like another uh, tricky <laughs> I, I i even can't uh, 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 explain what what it, what it was. You need to to fight with another people, which are also stressful, hmm. to to enter this train because nobody know will will another train came and yes, when is it this, is this going to be the last one? Yeah, yeah. It could be could it be the last one or uh, during while we, we were waiting, uh, it was t twice um, uh, when we. Um, Mm, uh, downstairs stared to uh, shelters because of uh, uh, air alarm. So uh, everyone was uh, were really scared, and we we, we were re really lucky to to get the, this train. It was the second evacuation train uh, for this day, and uh, usually. Train from Lviv to Przemysl. Przemysl it's a small town, uh, small Poland town uh, on Ukrainian-Poland border. Um, it's really small. It's like countries. Tiny town. Like village, yeah, like village. Um, so usually such journey took two hours. So this kind of trains uh, do not have toilets or something like that because usually trip took two hours. But according to on uh, the, according to different uh, um, rails in no, Ukraine and in gauges, Europe, yeah, yeah uh, there is just only one um, line which have the same. Mm. In other case, uh, they need to pick up a wagon and put to another uh, platform. Bogey. Yeah, yeah, another bogey. But uh, usually, wagon uh, uh, has thirty-six uh, uh, place thirty-six passengers. This one has around two hundred, maybe even more, in each wagon. Just so people were people were not just uh, uh, sitting 
uh, it, they were they were st st staying. They were uh, I don't know sitting in uh, in one uh, on one to each other hands. It was full of people of women with sm small even newborn kids with pets, uh, and uh, we were waiting for a free line. Uh, in in a field without anything, without toilet, without food, feed, nothing, water, and we spent twenty one hours in this train. It's and this is what people don't realize. Uh, people don't realize is how hard it is. You know, in in this part, it's hard for us to even fathom. In, in Australia. I am still can't realize because day before I pay for new Lebutan shoes. Uh, because I was preparing for uh, for international conference, uh, I don't know what what Australian people or uh, how Australian people imagine uh, common Ukrainian life, but it's uh, it's 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 just the same like it's, in it's all not, over the world. It's not that yeah, different. Because, it's not different to Australia, really. Uh, yeah, we live in in same uh, houses, like in all big cities. Uh, we have countryside, we have farm with modern machinery. We have, uh, um, I don't know, we have even uh, our own astronauts. You're on so, what? Sorry? Uh, astronauts. Astronauts. People yeah, yeah. Who, who travel to space. I don't. I don't, uh, think, so, I don't think. I don't think we have them here. Yeah. Uh, but we we have, <laughs> and. Uh, uh it's absolutely like like a new life like everything you have before so you've left uh, so, so lena you've left everything behind other than your documents yes i i took just all uh, just a set of documents so, and, and your, that's all and your child you've got a boy i have a 40 14 year old boy he will be 15 he will turn to 15 in a three months and uh, his friends, his computer, his uh, um, uh, yacht competitions, his uh, uh, robotic competitions, everything. He left his uh, his uh, grandparents, all 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 his his belongings. He left everything. He now here. Uh, 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 it's really hard to to talk about this, but um, it get for example now it get warmer, yeah. And we left Ukraine, but it, when it was pretty cold, and um, in place where I am, it's much more warmer. Uh, so um, I need to uh, to buy some new clothes for him. But uh, each time when I think that I um, I can. I can sp spend this money, uh, but I prefer each time. I think that somebody, somebody in Ukraine, need some some treatments, some medicines, some uh, any stuff because they stuck, uh, especially in such uh, uh, cities as uh, Mariupol, uh, Mykolaiv, uh, Kharkiv, uh, Chernigiv, even even in Kiev. And I'm really feel myself guilty to spend money on 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 clothes. I don't, I don't think you, life you, life is so changeable. 
I think the, the most important thing, thing which I uh, study from this, that uh, everything you have is inside your heart and inside your mind. Uh, everything you have besides this worth nothing because you can lose, lost it in one day, in one minute. Exactly. Have it's sobering. It's just, I mean, I think coming from a place like Australia that's never really had any conflict of this nature, even close to this, right? Um, I think it's hard for, I mean, I know we've got people in Australia that are refugees and we've got people that have come from countries uh, in Europe that had war, you know, my, my in-laws uh, are from Europe, they're, hung, they're Hungarian of, of origin. Um, and so they, they understand the, the immigrants that have come, but, but the standard Australian person that's lived here for generations, uh, or even people that have come from you know, other places, um, they, you know, they, um, they don't get it. And, you know, it, it, that's why it's so important to, to hear your perspective, you know. Yeah, it's it's really very very supportive supportively when uh, people all over the world um, daily ask at me how we are uh, are we safe do we need something uh, but uh, for today situation you know um, according to psych psychology studies um, after the twenty one day daily doing something it became like a um, um, habit, yeah. Habit, yeah. Habit, yeah. <laughs> like a, yeah, like a habit. So uh, each day when I call to my parents and my ex-parents-in-law and my friends, which stay in Kiev, in Odessa, uh, in uh, I, I, I do not have connection with my friends in Mariupol, unfortunately, but in Mykolaiv as well. Um, they say that they even already uh, can sleep uh, while uh, while they are bombing in shelters. They don't uh, flinching or, or something. But during my trip, I thought um, um, lots of military techniques uh, even more for me. To see military machines, tanks, etc., it's a common thing because my dad is military guy. I grew up uh, on military base. I know what this, and it's not. I'm not scary of this, but it's different things when you see uh, military tech techniques and and troops on parade, mm. and another uh, feeling when you see it on the road and you understood that it's not a drill it's not a drill at all and um, people are still especially in east and uh, south of ukraine uh suffer and attack uh attacking daily uh the Russians use all kind of uh, weapons uh, which they have and uh, today uh, one of uh, Bangia terminal was damaged even uh, they, they start started to uh, ruin it uh, port equipment yeah, which means that 
Yeah, it was it was Bange terminal uh, in Mikolaev. It's not uh, ruined. It's just uh, partly damaged, but uh, it means that Russia don't really want to invade us. They want really to um, take us away from the map. In Putin's speech, uh, one of the uh, main idea, one of the main uh, line was that uh, Ukraine is uh, has not history, has not uh, culture, Ukraine has not language, uh, etc. So they, he uh, he he was trying he uh, he was trying to remove us from history book which russian people uh, pupils study and now he wished to remove us from uh, from the territory at all to ruin it everything because uh, if one country invading another one with the goal to with the target to just to invade it they uh, probably have to um, left all uh, strategic objects uh, and to to use them, but they just ruined everything, like uh, Mongolian or dark. Like uh, I don't know how, how to say, it, but they they just ninety uh, percent of buildings in Mariupol damaged or ruined. Ninety percent zero nine zero, not nineteen ninety. In, in terms and, of just just another point to note as well i think you, you mentioned about how it's become a habit and and people mm -hmm. are just getting used to it which people people get used to things which is not good people get used to things quite easily and just just for other listeners uh we've got elena on but masha who was also on the podcast uh we message her frequently and and she seems to be quite safe and quite calm she's she's a very she's a very calm person anyway uh but but she seems to be quite uh adjusted and she sent a message last night saying that luckily where she is it's largely almost normal life uh, at the moment uh, so so just for people to know that she's uh, she's, she, she's okay yeah just now. she 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 lives in dnipro it's a um, big ukrainian city not in the very central part of ukraine but it's some somewhere somewhere middle of uh, in the middle of east and central part thousand there are a lot of there are a lot of people now eleanor around the world i think that know many ukrainian cities um because yeah, it, uh, yeah it's it's in it, the map is there on the tv often and you know unfortunately we're getting to hear a lot of these places we never heard of before because of what's happening in them you know but um yeah uh it's good to hear that that mash is okay um yeah so. she, it, it's quite um uh, quite calm in dnipro uh, Russia uh, tried to bomb in it just twice. Uh, God bless. But if we talk about habit, I'm uh, a Jew, uh, and I'm often visited uh, Israel, and uh, basically, I in it, 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 it's a nightmare when even kids in kindergarten know how to behave when they hear uh, air alarm. 
even kids of uh, in age of three. Three, four, kindergarten age, yeah. And so it's, I, it's... I don't wish the uh, same uh, for Ukrainians. It's going to it's take, in terms of, it's just going to take a long time to sort of, even, even if there was a ceasefire tomorrow, it's going to take a long time for the Ukrainian people to sort of get back to normal, just because it's such a, like, again, like what Matt was saying, it's just so hard to comprehend. Like we, we've, <sighs> all, all countries go through their disasters and whatnot, like yeah. floods. Ukrainian people, floods, floods Ukrainian people. But you guys are strong. That is one thing that we've seen from the news is how strong the Ukrainian people are. And and this yeah. and Matt, you were talking about the yeah. I mean, my my wife, like I said before, she's had a Hungarian background, so she's Eastern European, and I think she thought that you know she was pretty tough Eastern European woman. Um, but some of the footage we've seen of of, of the she's, she's tough. She's tougher than you. <laughs> she is, but like you see on the news, just the courage and even. The last night we were watching and there was a, a man, Ukrainian man that had mentioned or the, the house had had some damage from a bombing and just even to have the humour in, in, in that environment, he said, um, oh, thank you, the Russians have given us a chance to um, renovate our house, you know, just to be so sarcastic and funny and, and just to show that, that you, you're not going to be defeated, you know, by this, irrespective of what happens. And I think, I think around the world and certainly in our household, um, we're just just so um, so in awe, in awe of uh, people and how, how strong they are from from the leader all the way down to, you know, to, to the, the yeah. citizens. When somebody asks what is my superpower, uh, before in my previous life, I told that my superpower uh, is my, uh, are my heels and <laughs> uh, my pen, yeah, my word. Yeah. But for today, my superpower is that I'm Ukrainian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, it's like quality mark. Yeah, it's quality mark. And in terms of like you, you at the moment you're you're overseas just now. I won't mention which country. Uh, what has the reaction been from people of that country when they find out you're Ukrainian? Is everyone quite good? Absolutely, yeah, very supportive. Firstly, uh, I daily I see lots of Ukrainian flags. People with uh, Ukrainians, um, some small uh, uh, marks on on clothes, uh, which like means a, like that they support. Like a ribbon or a colored ribbon yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, like flags or Ukrainian sun, sunflower or something like that, and uh, uh, not far from a place where I'm staying, uh, there is a Ukrainian culture center, and. Uh, local embassy as well as well support uh, uh, and uh, they collecting a lot of stuff and people here when uh, even uh, in the grocery store uh, next to my home uh, they they saw um, uh, a Ukrainian flag in my hair uh, and asked am I from Ukraine uh, and they uh, they didn't uh, took money from my uh, purchases as well. Uh, uh, on the first day when I came, I have a problem with with the team, uh, and I uh, uh, find a dentist to fix it, and uh, they as well uh, uh, haven't asked uh, for payment. It, it, it's it's really amazing what how 
all people try to support uh, even through daily basic just such common stuff Matt, Matt, I'm just going to you, can you just go into your settings, Matt, and just untick that box that says automatically adjust microphone volume? It's unticked, sorry. And can you, where it says suppress background noise? Yeah. What has it got there? I've got it on live. Right, oh. Uh, maybe to put it on auto? Yeah. And un unplug your mic and put it back in again or something? It's like a little bit windy, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it sounds oh, like he's in Much tunnel. better. Much better. That's better, yeah. We'll see. Because it's unusual for your mic to be poor these days. Uh, so so you're, you're safe and sound, which is a good thing. And uh, look, I think, again, it's just it's just horrific for us to sort of even think about it. There's no, there's no comparison anywhere. I I'm still can't understand what happens, especially with... Uh, <clears throat> friends of mine who are who, who are Russians and their opinion changed in one hour because even when those the war started few of them called me and asked what what the hell is going on and the day after they like you know when propaganda starts to brainwash people's they, it, it's not um, immediately. No. It's processed day by day, step by step. But when one day a friend of mine call and ask and say, oh my God, what, what's happened? It, it's crazy. I don't believe it. It, it. it couldn't be. And another day she, she started to, to claim that I know that all Ukrainians wish to kill all Russians. And Putin just prevented, uh, and uh, it's your words that I know that uh, uh, Europe uh, uh, have been go uh, going to give you nuclear weapons. But then the thing, you the have <coughs> bio laboratories and. Chemical, and, or, chemical laboratories that are meant to be all over the country. Yeah, that one was but, uh, yeah, but, not but, chemical, but, 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 but bio laboratories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's, it's not, special viruses. But it's not Ukraine, it's invaded Russia. <laughs> it's Russia. Yes. Being... But they but, prevented. <clears throat> but I in think. Case, I think, like, propaganda is. But is, in one is, day? In one I, day? I'll tell you a story, yeah? <clears throat> About. Oh, when was that? 2014. I went to Pyongyang in North Korea. Mm -hmm. And so I was there for a week uh, with, with a group of all Westerners. And it was an unusual experience. And it was, it was really odd because you spent the whole day there with government minders. All day, every single day. You, you were always mm -hmm. near somebody telling you how good the regime was, how good uh, the, the, great the great leader was. And I remember... I was t we're having a drink in the bar with another couple of uh, actually people from Northern Ireland and England. And uh, we were chatting about the propaganda and about how after even, even after four days of us coming from the West, coming there, you were starting to actually see how people could fall for the propaganda. You were starting to feel sorry for North Korea and hate the Americans. And, and it's like you, Stockholm syndrome. 
it, but it was. And, and I remember at one point we were in this museum and it was a beautiful museum, the Museum of North Korean Military Victories. Um, and we were in this big sort of, uh, what do they call them? Like the moving walls, a diorama. Yeah, yeah diorama. Mm-hmm. And so we're sat there and it was, be- I've never seen anything this size. It was 15 meters high by, I don't know, 100 meters around. So it just moves and you sat there. And I remember one of the English guys at one point, they say, and we were victorious. And he just stood up and went, yes. And you were like, then he's looked at him and he went, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm not supposed to support this. And it was, but it is the propaganda, you know, and propaganda, pro, like you say, it started uh, in one day. It's probably been in the background. Yeah, by, for, by for, small, for small parts. little bits. And then. Like a small it, drop daily. Yeah. And look, we, 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 look, we see it on, on Twitter, just the number of automated bots and Russian bots spreading just nonsense propaganda, which some people tend to believe. But I am I am glad and I generally don't like the idea of sort of suppression of the media. But I am glad that they've removed things like RT and Sputnik. Uh, because I watched an RT uh, what's yeah. the RT stand for? Russian Russian Times, is it? Russia today or Russia Today, yeah. yeah. It's Russia wa- Today. And when the invasion was on, I had YouTube on and I was going through the different live news channels and I was going CNN, BBC, ABC, and I went on to RT and I thought, well, I'd like to get the view and I just listened to it and I was like, this is ridiculous. It was, it was pretty, it was all about how we're doing a good thing and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this is ridiculous. This is nonsense. Yeah, but uh, but uh, according to propaganda, you, ca- you could start it to believe in something logical, mm. but how educated intelligent people could believe that it, it could be some viruses which could uh, kill just russian people <laughs> do they have uh, uh, another kind of genome i imagine the, the dna would probably be quite similar to ukrainian people <laughs> your neighbors yeah. This is just yeah, like your DNA won't be that much different from a Scottish person. <laughs> so. uh, the, it's one of the of the Russian point that there is no difference between Russian and Ukrainian people. We are like uh, brothers. We are same. They they claim that we are same nation. So why are they killing them? But yeah, <laughs> virus special virus. How how they could uh, took all the, both these minds in one head. I don't understand. It's like uh, they same time um, uh, honored Stalin and uh, uh, monarchy and Lenin, but Lenin he gave an order to kill the last Russian monarch, yeah. and Stalin gave the order to kill Lenin, and they honored all of them. Mm. They, same time, same time, they uh, uh, church in Russia took very uh, um, uh, Russian church is very powerful. It's uh, in Ukraine, for example, government state is free from church. Uh, you, you, your religion, it's your own um, choice. Yeah, own choice, and uh, yeah. yeah. It, they're separate. So people, pupils in school 
don't study any religion things or, or it's not your obligation to go to church uh, daily, weekly or something like that. But in Russia, it's like a part of, of daily life. Uh, they use church uh, for propaganda. It's part of the control mechanism. Yes, control. And, uh, yeah. it's, it's a way to, there in, in Russia, it's a way to control people and to, um, to translate the, the, the idea which are, um, which are written by, uh, by state, by government. So, so, but so no, not all Russians are, uh, are such crazy and um, or barbaric or um, wish to to destroy Ukraine or or call us Nazi. Uh, it's another very uh, very funny thing as I'm Jewish, yeah, hmm. and <laughs> they call me Nazi. One of the um, uh, owners of uh, um, Russian millers in Kaliningrad, text on Facebook that I'm uh, a face of Ukrainian Nazism. A Jew. Yeah, a Jew. (laughs) Yeah, stupid. And he asked uh, uh, Russian troops to find me and kill because I'm a face. I'm one of the most brightness representative of uh, Nazis regime and you in Ukraine, come on, uh, guy, open uh, vocabulary open and yeah, just vocabulary and read what what Nazi mean. It's crazy. It's crazy. But the Russians, uh... but not but not all of them. No, yeah. I know. Sense. Yeah. Same, same as anywhere. There's always going to be some supporters and, and some not. Uh, but the, depends on the country. Some part, are, the biggest part could be uh, uh, okay, but smaller part. Uh, in each country, there is a some small, teeny part of society which are su- such um, um, radically. Hmm. But in Russia, according to independence, uh, independent. Um, oh my God! I'm starting to forget what the polling. Pulling, yeah, eighty-six from seventy-six to eighty-six percent of uh, people support regime, support uh, think that the war uh, is necessary, that there are uh, Nazis, uh, bio laboratories, etc. In Ukraine, that and most of all, they support they uh, support uh, invading of uh, European countries. As Baltic, Finland, Poland, Hungary, Romania, Bulgaria. But I don't, and that's that's been sort of the, the speculation at the moment. Is you know, it's a bit like incrementalism in that once they do one, they move further and further. You know, but but they're not exactly doing particularly well invading Ukraine um, so far. According to what's happened for today, they haven't invaded any big city. They took position in um, Kherson, which which is like medium-sized city, and still are fighting for Mariupol. It's not controlled totally by Russians. It's it's still fighting. Uh, they ruined it. Uh, almost ruined uh, such big cities as uh, Kharkiv and Chernigiv, but they didn't invade it, what it means invade. 
when you came into city, when you came into city and put a flag on a uh, police station um, in the town yeah. square. In the town square, yeah. In the, yeah. They haven't. They just bomb it and ruin it. And they they call it. We took this city. We invaded. But they, but they're also losing a lot of troops. According, um, according to I think yeah, according to Ukrainian that numbers, it's it's number it's bigger than uh, all uh, U.S. Uh, all uh, Soviet Union lost in all Afghanistan campaign military which was, campaign. Which was ten, which was ten years, was it not? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Afghanistan. In, yeah. In three, yeah, but uh, I don't know uh, are these numbers reliable or not because Russians uh, told that it's almost zero. They just now started to uh, to show some uh, some lost, but uh, they are rapidly lower than what Ukrainians show. But uh, I don't remember who United Nation or some some independent international yeah, organization. United Nations had some estimates that were still quite high, not as high yeah, as Ukraine. Lower but... than yeah, lower, but uh, but not not zero. So. Uh, usually, as per um, uh, war strategy, uh, when you invade someone, you have to have uh, army troops three times higher than uh, your opposite side. Because mm. when you are on your place, yeah, you you not invade, you not uh, go ahead. When you're defending, it's it's, it's yeah, it's, you're yeah. just defending. So yeah. you need uh, three times less army. Mm. And I think we can, as analysts, I think we can relocate these uh, uh, numbers to lost. Mm. Those who invade lost more than those who defense. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but they, uh, as they bombing uh, civil, civilians, uh, lots of people already die. Mm. And especially uh, lots of kids. Uh, I don't know how to forget, forgive, how to forget, and how to to speak to Russians. I know that not all Russian people are guilty in what's happened. I know that most of those who lives in Russia are afraid to be prisoner, because even to call the war war. To use this word, it's the, uh, uh, yeah, you, you will be arrested. So, but uh, those who keep silent are the worst because uh, you, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I don't remember whose uh, quote is, is this, but you shouldn't afraid uh, your uh, enemy. Your enemy could just kill you. You shouldn't afraid your friend you your friend uh, just can uh, uh, turn out of you you should afraid uh, those who keep silence because with uh, their uh, agreed uh, silent agreed the the, the worst and the, the worst uh, criminals happens mm. the, the worst crimes are happens yeah if you so, say so. Yeah. so they pay taxes uh, they working on on regime. They uh, produce something which uh, army consume. Even uh, I, I can't 
will uh, judge or say that all of them are guilty. But according after World War II, um, uh, uh, Nuremberg Tribunal recognized that all Germany's people guilty in what happened. I, I think that uh, I thought that those lessons was um, taken those lessons from history but i was wrong i think now i see that i think human beings don't actually learn from history that's the problem and and we make the same mistake over and over again Uh, one of the things we also heard last week was that uh we'll probably we can move a bit on to agriculture now because i think that is the uh that is one of the uh one of the things that we like I, I've got a concern, obviously, for the Ukrainian people. Um, I don't really care about the sanctions and how they're affecting the Russian people because I think, well, that's the choice of that's what happens to the country because of them invading. And they was... they don't think so. They think that all world against them and well, sanctions well, is the well, we way, the way of... we should be. Yeah, we should be. Uh, but but the other thing that I think, Elena, we spoke about this before, uh, is that it's going to be a problem, and that with people like North Africa, Tunisia, Egypt, Algeria, Middle uh, East countries, Middle East uh, are going to struggle for this. And even if there was a ceasefire tomorrow, in, in and hopefully there is, fingers crossed, um, the impact on food security will be there for the the next year. Because even even if like I don't know what what is the last tenders were pretty expensive into into Egypt and and uh, Tunisia I think. Those Today's numbers... tender yesterday tender uh, the Turkish tender, great example, thirty percent higher than months than two months ago. But it's unsustainable. Those countries can't afford that, especially when when you see that the, what's happening to the sort of exchange rates in those countries as well. So I just wonder what what is happening with the actual crop in Australia, like in, in not Australia, Ukraine even. Uh, it, you know, obviously most of it is like the wheat is winter planted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what what is what is give us a rundown? We 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 have to separate two different marketing year. Hmm. Ukraine as uh, all uh, Black Sea region as all Europe as all northern hemisphere have different from australia uh, seasons mm-hmm. so uh, now there is a spring for example in ukraine in few weeks the weather will be like plus 15 and a little bit rainy i hope uh, because we need a moisture so uh, wheat season started in uh, july because uh, in July we start harvesting, usually start uh, harvesting uh, firstly winter crop, then in few weeks spring crop. There is not big difference between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so till uh, the July, we have to uh, consume and to export what we planted in uh, year year ago and harvested last autumn. Harvest uh, last, uh, I'm sorry, last summer, last Ju- last summer, July, yeah. August, and corn uh, in autumn. Uh, so for this season, uh, Ukraine has unexported six with a half million tons of 
wheat, we which still is, keep it. Which is still sitting in, in stock. Yes, in silos. And 15 million tons of corn. Mm-hmm. Five from that was book, were booked by China. Yep. So, so China it, should, it, it was obligation, yeah, so China should uh, give up from, give up from, from, uh, the, from these volumes or rebook it in uh, the USA. There is yeah. only one opportunity for China. They can't buy in Brazil. They don't have phytosanitary, um, uh, phytosanitary protocol for hmm, Brazilian corn. Brazil, yeah. So it, 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 took, it could took huge impact on uh, Chinese, uh, on the US market. And all the rest, corn uh, market, will uh, go in those directions where the seabot will go. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Seabot is a driver for yeah. corn market. So uh, uh, Ukrainian domestic consumption is very small uh, comparing to what we produce. So very much, because, very much like Australia. Yeah, yeah, because uh, we have a very small population. Yes, and, uh, uh, but uh, Australia has a huge uh, animal production. Mm. We don't. No. Ukrainian uh, animal production sector is um, in, 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 in very bad situation. We uh, yearly uh, decline in uh, pigs, in cows, uh, uh, even in, uh, in all kinds of uh, animals except uh, poultry. We just increase in poultry production and that's all. Uh, it was it, it, it's because uh, people uh, in Ukraine uh, don't eat uh, such huge volume of uh, meat Maybe, as yeah. It, yeah, it, as, as it was produced uh, in the beginning of nineties uh, uh, when we became an independent country when we uh, uh, when Soviet Union uh, was uh, okay so. Uh, we uh, we consume uh, just uh, seven million around seven million tons of wheat and seven million tons of corn yearly, and our average production level uh, in wheat is around twenty eight million tons per year per season, and in corn around thirty five million tons. Previous previous this current season uh, is record one. Because we, uh, according to great weather condition, we produced uh, around 42 million tons of corn and 33 million tons of wheat. It's yes. our records. And we can't consume this stock no, has, in has any be. case. Because, for <clears throat> example, Russia, if they uh, will uh, ban it, stop export at all, they, they have to export... Uh, l- um, when the war begins, they have uh, around 8 million tons of uh, wheat, wheat facilities. For today, uh, they uh, already did uh, 1 million ton, and line up till the end of March is another 1 million ton. So they will have till the new crop just uh, 6 million tons. Yeah. They could consume it. 
they have 145, as I remember, million people. Uh, so they consume it like, like that. And uh, Ukraine, in, in any way, will not consume 15 million tons of, of corn. It's two-year stocks. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and another problem is, uh, for example, you can't, I don't know how, how China does it, but you can't stock corn for a long years. Each, each, um, it depends on aflatoxin levels. Yeah, aflatoxins, uh, yeah, yeah. And so, so this is an interesting one. You, you mentioned about China not having access to Ukrainian corn and mm-hmm. only having access to uh, American corn, yeah? Yeah. And uh, small, uh, few small countries, oh, yeah, yeah. which are absolutely... Irrelevant. <clears throat> yeah. But, but the same situation is occurring with barley as well in that they don't have access to Russia or Ukraine because of the, the, mm-hmm. the lack of shipping, but they also don't have access to Australia. Yeah. Because they uh, effectively yeah, banned. I, yeah, yeah, I understand. Which, which, leaves, which just leaves France, really. And maybe Argentina. And Canada and uh, Argentina, Canada and France. Yeah. Uh, but but it's less than, less than half. If we, uh, if we, if we uh, check how is, uh, shipments developed all uh, over the year, we mm-hmm. will see that corn shipments to China is like that. Yeah, just they do, they, they steady, do, steady, they do, steady, yes. But barley, uh, barley season in Ukraine, export season, uh, it's usually three, four months from the, uh, from the harvesting. Then yeah, extreme, and then teeny volumes till the end of uh, marketing year. That's what we tend to see with most of our products. So in most of most <clears throat> of barley, China already shipped from Ukraine. Most that, that they need. So, and next crop mm. will be harvested, as well as uh, forced wheat. Um, barley usually harvested even week or two earlier than uh, wheat. Yep. Uh, so it, they have, they still, still have uh, four months to, to see how situation develop. And, and the barley is winter planted as well? Uh, half, uh, half of Ukrainian barley is winter crop and half is spring crop. So, because so, Ukrainian so, wheat is, for example, we have six with a half million hectares of winter crop. Yep. For, for this year, it's, it's uh, almost 3% decline uh, versus previous season. Yep. And uh, previous season, we had uh, 176k hectares of mm-hmm. spring wheat. So it's like zero. Minus so, 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 sorry, sorry, Matt, go. I was going to say, if we're, if we're assuming um, that the situation in terms of the conflict pretty much stays as it is, like there's no more change of territory and it just continues, and we get into harvest and and like what what is the expectation like because it's not it's a simple thing that you just you know there must be issues getting fuel to for the farmers there must be and then even if you can harvest had you know to get it out of the country is problematic if you can't use the Black Sea and if you're using maybe rail links or something into Western Europe what what's what's the kind of best case scenario in terms of how much you think you can get out of the country 
assuming mm-hmm. assuming the war doesn't kind of get worse you know yeah uh, my best uh, well, I'm sorry my worst scenario is uh, it's include uh, like situation if if Ukraine doesn't plant any zero uh, spring wheat uh, as well uh, those area which occupied for today still will be occupied uh, during the harvesting and uh, according to problems in some not all but some areas uh, with uh, fertilizers which need to be uh, uh, how is to say spread on the field on the winter wheat for today it's like I don't know what is um, correct word to explain like feed uh, to, to, to feed feed the crop yeah yeah feed the crop okay yeah. uh, thank you so uh, if we will not, uh, if we if we not uh, do it, we will got a yield decline. So in, in um, inclu- including three of these uh, points, the worst scenario is fourteen point four million ton crops in wheat, which is more than twice less that we. Have this season, but it's still enough to feed Ukraine. Even in this scenario, we will have small volume to export, but we have another, even biggest for world, even biggest problem. Uh, 95% of grain exports usually goes through ports. Azov seaports occupied, almost occupied. Uh, Black Sea ports uh, just uh, not operated because of war. But they still uh, belong to Ukraine. And I hope that uh, Ukraine will soon uh, take back home Azov uh, ports as well. Uh, But uh, Let's be honest. For today, uh, for today, to, to start operating in Azov Seaport, it looks unlikely. Yeah. So uh, we haven't opportunities to export. What we have on Western borders with Poland, with Hungary, with Slovakia, with Bulgaria, we do not have uh, enough border to, to do export not, directly not, with Romania, not. but. There's not enough capacity, is there? On real, the infrastructure is no, not, not there. Railway, right? No, railway capacity is not the biggest problem. The biggest problem is there is no silo capacity next mm. to border. Uh, <clears throat> one train, it's 40, uh, 54 wagons. Uh, each wagon took uh, six, from 65 to 70 tons of grains, depending on, of, on kind of grains. Uh, it's not a cargo party. So yeah. you need to um, uh, collect few trains. So you need to unload one train, keep it, wait for another train, and for another train to to um, to have 
one cargo party. Yeah. And there are no facility on the borders for such parties because nobody now expected that it could it, it could be necessary and useful and it's not a regular common business both for Ukraine, for Poland, and or for Ukraine and Hungary. So, like, uh, we have enough of uh, wagons to, especially now, when uh, half of uh, uh, rail facilities are free and could yeah, yeah. be used just on those directions. Uh, but we don't have facilities to unload. And another big problem, Europe doesn't have facility to deliver it from border to ports because yeah. the, all of them are busy with their own crops. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not, it's not designed to export Ukraine's crop as and, well as Yeah, and Romania we, we could or, use or as well, we could use trucks but it it's much more expensive, firstly. And secondly, and it's, and it's all trucks many, are busy as well. There's, there's not many truck drivers. <laughs> but in terms of, like, so I guess the big issue at the moment is we can't export, Ukraine can't export, yeah? We uh, do export. We but, started. But it's not those numbers. It's minuscule yeah. compared to normal. Uh, okay. Uh, firstly, when, when the war uh, started, we stopped export at all yeah so those small volumes which i show on twitter uh which from uh, the february 24 till march 17 uh, uh they are not not comparable to what we can do yeah uh, because basically we start started do exports week ago so this is number for one week mm -hmm. and we can do more but as I told, the biggest problem is uh, nobody expect, uh, was expected on this. So the, now a lot of supply, but demand is very limited because of uh, um, transport limitation, because of um, um, silo limitation. So I expect that we will increase even twice even in three times, we can do more. But we all, all, uh, all of us, Ukraine and European partners, have to, to um, develop uh, logistical issues and uh, storage issues. In terms of, so, so you've got the, the crop coming, and obviously the biggest issue is that the longer the war lasts, the bigger the impact is going to be on the crop that's currently growing. Definitely. And will we have issues? What about things like uh, fuel, fertilizer, agricultural chemicals? Depends. Depends of region. Uh, in some region, uh, lack of uh, fertilizers, for example, is almost zero. Uh, it's it even not depends on region. It depends of on farmers. Some yeah. of them uh, not just booked an advice; they delivered in advice all all inputs they need, but. Uh, when I heard from um, dealers that Ukraine has all, for example, seeds which is, which we need, I'm asking where all these seed storages. And they said, "Oh, it's it's our storage. Just farmers can just uh, came and pick up what they need." Mm -hmm. 
mm. on the damaged roads uh, on the, uh, with without a fuel. So part of farmers, even those who already paid, can't deliver what they pay for. Um, if we talk about wheat, uh, mostly they uh, don't need any seeds. They will need barley, corn, sun seeds, soybean, rapeseed, uh, Ukrainian crop as well is 99.9% uh, .9 winter crop. So yeah. it's planted. Uh, so uh, for um, early spring planting company, we need to, to plant uh, barley and it, it, it will be in two weeks. And then we will start late spring planting. It includes, uh, it, it starts mid-April till the end of May. It includes uh, soybeans, corn, and sunsets. Sunsets, yeah, yeah. So look, I guess we'll probably, Elena, I think we've taken a lot of your time. I know it's late at night where you are just now. So we'll probably start to wrap it up there. But I think, I guess the final thought for me is, look, the Ukrainian crop could be unaffected if there was a ceasefire relatively soon. Uh, there's still going to be some issues because of logistics. Uh, but what we need is a ceasefire and we need Putin to go home would be the, would be the best result. Uh, it, you even can't imagine. It's, uh, it's the mind with which I woke up and it's the last things, thing which I thought about when I'm oh, going to sleep. I miss think... my home and all of people who I know even don't... I don't say that it's a relevant uh, part of Ukrainian society, but all people who I know directly even uh, don't start to get the status of refugees hmm. because all of us hope to come, come back home and uh, rebuild everything. And I think that's what they, the world has to remember that we have to be, I think the world is supporting you for the most part. And I think governments need to do more, but I think there's going to be, have to be a massive rebuilding project post the invasion. But I think, Elena, I think just stay safe. And I don't think you need to feel guilty because I think you, you've got a child to look after. And, you know, we're just, I guess, in awe of how, how brave and how calm you all are. And, you know, our thoughts are, our thoughts are with you. So, yeah, just let's just hope there could be some resolution soon because it's just crazy. Yeah, uh, I, I think yes. And uh, I don't know how I, I can forget and forgive everything of that. And I'm really uh, thank you to all people all over the world, even to some Russians who support and to try to do something, really try to do something, not just call and ask, but uh, really buy some, collect some some stuff, buy some, some uh, medi medical treatments. And also, I think as well, it's just to, to, to remember, not not forget. And I think that's what, but, that's, yeah, a good, but, that's, but, a good, that's a good, that's a good work you're doing. Thank it's you. Make, when I was sure child, yeah. when I was child, it was uh, like an, uh, a joke, like an anecdote. Uh, 
that uh, grandson came to grandfather and asked if uh, people that people talks that uh, grandfather has uh, a, a gun in his garden. He said, "Oh no, it's just people talking." He came next day and uh, says that grandpa people talking that you have uh, um, something that I don't know how to call, but like a um, weapon in your garden. Oh, come on, people talking. And the third day he came and uh, say, people told me that uh, you have a tongue in your garden. Oh, come on. No, tongue, no, definitely no. So uh, don't ask Ukrainian farmers where they don't ask, uh, don't ask uh, uh, Bill Gates where, where he, how he earned his first million. And don't, don't ask Ukrainian farmers where he got tongue. <laughs> I think that's a good way to, to end it and another example of the Ukrainian sense of humor and like I think again thanks for thanks for coming on and uh, like we really appreciate it and we just we're just happy that you're safe that Mash is safe and look I think we're thank just thank you guys and from my side I'm also invite you to join uh, tomorrow for you it will be early morning uh, to join uh, our Trend and Hedge Club. Oh, it's going to be. Yeah, we will have a conversation with a uh, few guys. One of them is from North Africa, and uh, another girl is from Singapore. They will uh, tell us how different markets will try to substitute Ukrainian grains. Yeah. I, was, I was going to say that uh, it's good that you're still running the. the so, for people who don't listen, there's a cave Trend and Hedge Club, which is. Uh, basically a social club for for yeah it's and social traders. club yeah it's social club it's um and and, and matt matt and just... i matt and i want to steal your idea and we want to set up for the uh australian not to steal let's club. cooperate cooperate yeah let's, sorry, sorry yeah let's bo cooperate bo bo borrow the idea so uh it, 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 it will be franchise <laughs> okay well thanks very much for coming along and we shall speak to you soon yeah, usually, usually. I sign off with see you when you've got nothing on. It's the normal one, but I think I'll stay, change it to um, stay strong, Ukraine, and, uh, and stay safe. Thank you, guys. Thank you for inviting. Thank you for having me. I'm very appreciated for your support. I'm really proud that I have an opportunity to. Um, I'm sorry for my bad English because I'm really more writing than uh, storytelling. This is better than our Ukrainian, though, Elena. Your English is probably better than my English. Okay. <laughs> Basically, uh, by the way, you, did you know? Uh, do you know that uh, Scottish uh, approved new um, how it calls? It's like traditional um, Czech roast uh, fabric. Tartan. Yeah, yeah, tartan uh, with uh, blue and yellow. Okay, Ukrainian tartan. Good, good. See, we're doing our we're doing our part. Right, oh, we'll have to leave it there. And thanks very much. Cheers. Ciao for now. Thank you, guys. Ciao. Thank you.